right, KISS Army. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. We hope that you enjoy. 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 Welcome to episode 300,000. Well, it's not the number's not as big as the amount of views on Andrew's uh, YouTube page. I think it's 352 is our episode this week. Andrew is going to join us. He's stuck in traffic. There we go. We were going to celebrate him reaching nearly his milestone of 1 million views on YouTube. And you know what, Andrew? You're not here, but that is really cool. I'm really happy for you that you've had so many people get into what you have taken so much time and put so much love, attention, and OCD. I mean, you guys don't know how much OCD Andrew has. He's like a basket full of OCD, and he's really harnessed that to create some really cool videos. So do check out his channel, uh, Greatest Show on Earth, on YouTube. He's just at nearly at that million point. Push him over so he doesn't have to keep adding Vimeo to his numbers because that's just like fake stats. Uh, not letting not letting him get away with that. So I was going to ask him. The, uh, the question, and we will get him on the show uh, when he's available, that if every single video except one was to be wiped off his channel, which would be the one that he mm. would want left on there to stand for all the work that he has done? So maybe you guys can chime in with your thoughts on that. What is the best video that Andrew has put together and edited one of his fan movies? He, of course, did edit the cool Hot in the Shade uh, multicam from Fort Wayne mm-hmm. as well. He's done a few other things, but what is your favorite? If there, you could only have one left. We always talk about if you could only have one Kiss song or one Kiss album <laughs> or one member mm-hmm. of Kiss cooking for you, who would it be? Well, now it's one about Andrew. Um, let's see. Let's do some news because there's quite a bit this week. Uh, yeah. mo- Monday, UD Replicas kicked off their pre-sale for their KISS sneakers. And I've said it before, when the pictures first came out, that I actually found the Catman ones pretty appealing because they came with laces. I didn't notice that uh, another pair did. Two have Velcro, two have laces. Yeah, have you ordered a full set of these, Ken? Or are you interested in any of them to go with your Puma tracky suit and you know dress up in Liverpudlian or Scouse KISS kitsch? Yeah, well, well, no, I didn't order any, <laughs> but you know, they're not, they don't look too bad. Um, a couple of them, I think, are look pretty decent. Um, but you know, I, I have my Kiss uh, Vans that came out some years ago with the uh, Rock and Roll Over on those. So mm. uh, that that's the one I have and. Um, I don't know. I, could, I don't know how much they were. It was like 150 or so dollars. Oh, or 179 per, and I believe they have a. Does it a, say Jordan on it or anything? No, no it says UD replicas <laughs> on it, and it does say Demon, and it does says copyright Kiss, and that's why. No. I think they could have looked a little bit better, um, just from from my taste. I guess I think it, they could have done a little bit extra uh, more on it but you know whatever it's fine i'm sure people certain people are gonna get them and like them that's fine 
Yeah, so some details on these, you know, for people who are wondering what on earth we're talking about, go to kissreplicas.com, and it's straight there off the main page. These are limited edition, 500 pairs per variant, four variants for a total of 2,000 sets total. They have a, um, a special offer until... Offer? Offer until April the 30th of... Uh, if you order three variants, you get the fourth variant at 50% off, and there's a promo code. And uh, on Facebook the other day, uh, the pre-sales crashed the system, and the... The uh, promo oh, code wow. was not working, but they said that they would fix that for anyone if it didn't go through. So they do have a phone number listed on this as well, so ask any questions in advance. An important thing to note is the foot sizing for these is different than your standard European or U.S. measurements. So do please pay attention to the. They do have a specific tab for measuring your foot so that you get the right size shoe for your foot, and they are more than willing to talk to you and to help sh- ensure that you so- get the proper size so do you have to print out something and then you stick your foot on it or something like no, that? No, you, you measure your foot and you measure it across the toe knuckle and you read the specifics on the website because I don't want anything to okay. be lost right. in translation. So, you know what? I like, you know, I was thinking I that I said I like the the Catman ones, but they do look a li- little bit like Paul's Pumas oh, or Pumas right. colored in green but in a high Not top. Not as bad as the Paul's uh, high tops that they had. And it took me four years to find a pair of boots. I, I wear um, hiking boots um, because my feet hurt all the time. It took me four years to find something that actually worked in my foot, so I'm not going to risk you know, getting these for myself just because of my feet. But sure. I, you know, I think a couple of them look decent. Yeah. Um, but you know, for people who might be buying a set, you, know, you can probably guess that they're going to stay mint in box in a lot of cases because they are a bit of an oddity, but it's something different. And UD Replicas does a fantastic job on the stuff that they do create at Oh my goodness. I mean, it's absolutely stunning the stuff that they do, and it's official. It's not like those crappy Converse or Chuck, uh, whatever they're called, you know, that that (laughs) you see pop up on your Facebook with fake ads, you know, that just look like garbage. And, well, they look like garbage, but I have seen some in person, but they're not real. So they're not licensed. They're not legit in that sense. And it does cost money to license, you know, kiss intellectual property. Or you feed the lawyers. And they and they feed off your souls. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're limited, and uh, they'll probably become a value uh, if you don't wear them and wear them out. <laughs> yeah, you know, demon ones look good as well with the leather and kind of the red accents. Uh, the spaceman ones don't do anything for me with the Velcro. I hate Velcro. I'm not quite ready for it, but I know some in the like Velcro segment. Well, some in the KISS Army are ready for Velcro, or that's their level, you know, and that's perfectly fine. <laughs> at least <they're, laughs> it's all it's all inclusive, right? Exactly. All right, what other news from the week? What do you got? What do I got? I got nothing. What do I got? Union I vinyl? Something? Are you going to buy union oh, vinyl? Oh, the union vinyl. Yeah, I might. Uh, I, I haven't uh, paid too much attention to it, but, uh, yeah, I think I'll consider that. Uh, getting some vinyl from Union. Um, yeah, that's, that's a cool thing that they're... Well, it's kind of surprising that that's being released, but maybe not. Maybe not surprising, because, you know, they had ESP and that sort of thing, so... Yeah. Why not? Yeah, you know, ESP was cool. I mean, that that was, of course, um, I think Keith's label back in the day actually released that. Um, 
but the, the repressing of that, I think it was on green and clear. I still have a clear I need to get rid of, um, you know, was very cool. I love the music, so I don't need the physical product any longer. Now that I've, I've had it, I've got nice flax of the, the Japanese CD, which had all the bonus tracks as well. Uh, yeah. that, that's my go-to for that. But I love those songs that they selected for the ESP project. I actually got to see ESP. So, I, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, of all know the... That. All the things that I did miss, I got to see Union and I got to see ESP. So oh, that's good. I was cool. very, I was very lucky. Those were indie expos, the two I went to in the early, oh, okay. I think '99 or 2000, whatever those years were. Um, of course, I have very fond memories because I got to interview uh, Bruce, which was my first ever in-person interview with a member of Kiss, mm-hmm. past or present. And of course, then there was the strip club story of me not going to the strip club and finding out at Indy 18 years later what had, what I had missed and Karabi ending up in handcuffs. So oh. that that whole that whole Union yeah. ESP thing, I, I love it. I used to collect all the ESP, you know, promo CDs, samplers and all that. So uh, these have been licensed to Lindsley Records and Blackbird Entertainment via E1. So Lindsley Records, who did the rock Ecology picture disc recently will be pressing and distributing these. The Blue Room is going to be on uh, 100, 180 gram remastered vinyl. Which one's which? Um, let me see. Let me see. Limited edition vinyl remastered with deluxe packaging. So Union, the first LP, hasn't been available since 1998. It, I actually sold mine, and I regretted it mm. because it's such a great album. It's made to be played analog. So I may actually yeah. go get that one even though i'm not supposed to be buying kiss stuff anymore blue room i i think i might get that because i want to hear what it sounds like analog too because i don't like the sound of the digital but i do like some of the songs on it i i think not all of it's as good and not as consistent and strong as the first album so you know that's very cool it's more vinyl for stuff uh, for people to collect so that's that's definitely a positive all right so what else we have got We've got something else about Bruce. Live stream tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Meet Hook Live, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Friday, April the 16th. Um, it's going to be Bruce Kulik live in Las Vegas with Todd Dammit Kearns. So, uh, for 15 bucks. And you'll get to watch through the end of April, rewatch through the end of April. They're going to be, uh, and Lisa Ling Kulik, sorry, Lisa, for forgetting you. Um, they're going to be. F- broadcasting a performance filmed at the Marquee Club's library outside the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino. Um, The show will be available for purchase and to enjoy until the end of April. They will perform music from Kiss, The Stones, uh, The Beatles, The Who, Elvis, and more. I mean, wow, that's a pretty good Las Vegas buffet of music. Exactly. Yeah, I think it should be pretty good. Um, And yeah, if you can, if you can't miss, or if you're going to miss it, uh, you can still buy it and, and you know watch it at your leisure for a month. So yeah, I mean if you're jonesing for a live performance, well you know why not? I may actually get a Zoom live going uh, tomorrow or whatever it was uh, the the uh, stream thing that we like yeah, yeah. like we did and right. just see if anyone wants to hop on and watch for a while and talk about it while it's going on on a Friday evening. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I, I got to see how busy I am tomorrow because I'm spending all my time editing and writing at the moment. I got something in the post this week, which I oh, really, I really do want to uh, thank the Kiss Fan Club Japan for a copy of their latest issue. And hopefully you can see that. I 
catch see if it was showing up so yeah uh, i see it yeah it is of course one of the world premiere um fanzines in terms of its quality lots of pictures obviously nice. I, I cannot read japanese characters that's the only unfortunate thing yeah. no but there are lots of pictures to look at that's for good our, that there's pictures for a gaijin like that's me cool. that's perfectly fine because <laughs> the text forget about it there's tons of stuff from the end of the road tour so thank you very much kiss fan club japan for sharing a copy with me i very much appreciate it nice. so you know back in the day i collected lf as well so they were always some of the best fanzines and i miss that that smell of ink Whoa. It, oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's i miss the physical ones the kiss collectors the kiss crazy oh yeah i mean yeah. i used to have boxes and boxes of them when i was doing the album focus if i got rid of them all i've only got i think kiss exciter still around i got some copies of kiss force like a pop-up uh, some strike um fan yeah. uh fan packs and all that left but all of you know all my kiss collectors are gone and even the ones that i was in i think i've got the paul stanley fan club one uh, a couple oh, really? of a couple of copies of that that was only around I think for a short while in 2007 but those were the kings of kiss information back in the day yeah I had a few a few of the subscriptions to like three of them I think um, yeah one of them was uh, was that strike was one of them yeah and then I think uh, I can't remember one of them but firehouse magazine right firehouse and then I had kissaholics yep. that one so so those are the three I, I think subscribe to. Uh, but they, yeah, they were already great. They were great, sure. and it was Second. good to get in, in info, you know? Yeah, and the interviews. And, uh, of course, whenever mm. someone posts something, and like today in Kistray, you know, they take, uh, you know, stuff out of my Kiss on Tour, Kiss Alive Forever, of course, which a lot of my stuff was based oh, on yeah. and then developed from. Um, and then the photos from the fanzines, you know, or the photographers who were contributing photos to those fanzines have gotten out in color in all their glory. So I think the one of the posts I, I saw recently was, uh, the, was it the Stone Pony Show? Uh, so there were this, there was the color photo set from that uh, from 1990 or something. You know, it, it's just really cool all what these fanzines accomplished. And I've got a box full yeah. of uh, interview tapes from like Kiss Force interviews with Eric Carr. I'm still transcribing, you know, for notes for a project that is kind of sitting somewhere yeah. in the ether. Um, so lots of good stuff to this day. Those are like uh, those are like the great library of alexandria of kiss you know <laughs> yes. the, the information buried within them because back then they gave so much access to the fanzines now all you get is a cease and desist from them <laughs> <laughs> that's all you get that's all that's all you get and they don't e- they don't even sign it for you <laughs> all right so this week we were gonna you know talk about andrew but he's not here to talk about himself which is a shame I'm sure he was able to do so during the week at uh, his get-together. But we're going back to topics from the board. Uh, there, you know, There's a lot of discussions that are going on there at the moment that are just kind of fun to not participate in, but to talk about here. Because, uh, you know, usually we know where they end. They end in tears and ban hammers. So what are some of the topics that you've seen that, you know, are worthy of comment this week? Um, well, the one of them was... Uh where was it uh geez i had it the the one about well, i think you had one <laughs> about the songs that uh on albums 
was it? Uh, I got to bring it up now. I can't. I will, no, it's okay. I will bail you out. Okay, this is Ken's topic. <laughs> Which album title track do you like the most from the originals? Air, Hotter Than Hell, Love Gun, or Psycho Circus, and the non-originals air, Creatures of the Night, Lick It Up, or Crazy Nights. And then, of course, there's the the uh, opposite of that, which was which album should have had a title track that didn't. So which one of the title tracks do you think is the best from each of those eras? All right. So so the makeup era, right? Um, that one, I was thinking about it. You know, it's kind of tough in a way. Um, but I, I thought Love Gun. I picked Love Gun on that one. I thought it it represented better um than some of the other ones uh like another hotter than hell and so on so yeah love gun i thought you know that's that's a great song um so that represents pretty well and they play that all you know of course they play it every concert so yeah i agree i think you have to go well i thought you'd go with the gene simmons title but there isn't one well, oh, for ones that, yeah, there wasn't any that. Uh, Gene Simmons. Oh, but, but we'll get to, we'll get to that. Yeah, we will we will get to that. I was just mocking a little That's bit. That's on the other. But stuff. I think I think for the originals there, I agree that that really is it. Psycho Circus. No, Hotter Than Hell. I actually like more as a song, but it's just. It's not really? missed as it's not missed as much when it's not there as Love Gun would be if it wasn't present in the set list. So when it comes to songs that have to be in the set, I think Love Gun is certainly one. Hotter Than Hell is simply a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> and Psycho Circus, well, I think it's become one because it's been foistered on us as more a, and more. Yeah, a, I mean, as, I, I thought about it, you know, choosing that, um, but yeah, I, I stuck with the old Love Gun. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd say Psycho Circus still with a little cough in my throat. Okay, non-originals there: Creatures of the Night, Lick It Up, or Crazy Nights. Yeah, that that wasn't too difficult. Um, I picked Creatures of the Night. <laughs> on that one um lick it up maybe because you know we didn't it's it's kind of over overdone probably and maybe that's one of the reasons i didn't pick that um and crazy nights crazy nights is just is not one of my favorite well it's a good it's a good song but it's not one of my favorite albums uh, for kiss it's not even a contender for me in this conversation, Crazy Nights. You know, <laughs> I, the demo I find palatable, but it's just got too many. It's got too much bad juju attached to it. Uh, Creatures of the Night, without a doubt. It's just everything that sums up the non-originals era, really. The bombastic best that they were. Lick it up. They've overdone to death in concert, yeah. stretching it into a 20-minute, <laughs> you know, pee break song, which is really a shame for what is a good song. I do, I do still like the Who bit in there, but it's just I'm just so tired of it. So it's not even yeah. a nice yeah. visit from a stranger. It's like it's like the aunt who comes to stay and won't leave the crazy one. So. <laughs> All right, so let's get into where we can talk about Gene Simmons, perhaps. You know, which album should have had a title track that didn't? And in the originals era, you've got Kiss, Dress to Kill, Destroyer, Rock and Roll Over Dynasty, and Unmasked. Which ones of those do you think would have made a good title track, or would you completely flip this on its head and change the title of those albums so that you could select a Gene song as the title album? 
Yeah, so kiss, kiss, just a kill makes sense, especially with the way they, you know, did that one. So that was fine. Destroyer, I'm okay with that because that, you know, it fits and the, and it, it met the artwork or whatever. Um, Rock My Lover is just a, such a cool title. I would never never change that, and that also fit the artwork so well. All right, so now Dynasty. <laughs> Uh, here's 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 where my uh, gene fandom comes in here on this one. I think Dynasty should have been Charisma. I think that makes more sense. You know, the band, the the members of the band, they they have a lot of charisma. Um, so I just think that makes more sense than Dynasty. Dynasty kind of became the killer of you know they're they're starting to go the other way and, and down from being uh, a super group because um, they were at that time yeah super kiss but that kind of like you know after that kind of tanked for a while so i think charisma would be a good title for that one uh so and unmasked we talked about that they should have used that for look it up and all that kind of garbage but uh, i i went with charisma for dynasty yeah so none of those titles on their own work as a title as a track, I think only one of them has a song attached to it that was never reco- uh, released. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I'd, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, Destroyer, I can't get Twisted Sister's song out of my head because um, that's the only <laughs> song I know called Destroyer off the top of my head. So oh, uh, there's a Kinks one too. You've okay. One. Well, probably not. I don't listen to a lot of Kinks unless he fairly records it. <laughs> it was a big hit back in the seventies, late seventies. Oh, okay. All right. So Dynasty, I'm going to agree with you. You know, Charisma really is one of the songs that stands out as being Gene Simmons' title track quality for that. And rather than having Dynasty, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I think Charisma really sounds a bit better as a title. I mean, the Dynasty title, you see their heads were getting real big at that time. You know, the whole, the whole group of them the band and and bogart and a coin and the whole you know casablanca was they like we can do anything we're a dynasty you know so it, it really they really shouldn't have done that but hey it is what it is we're yeah, used think, to it i don't think a coin's head was getting too big he'd had his uh, managerial cut decreased <laughs> oh, yeah. well, so. i guess they, they diminished it a little bit there sorry <laughs> yeah, and then Unmasked, there's really nothing on there that I, I think that would work well. I mean, within the context of the artwork and everything, we've talked about that. You know, Ad Nauseum, the things that we think should have been oh, yeah. done for that as a title. That's a great title, you know, and a great concept, not quite fully realized That's... per our previous discussions on it. Dress uh-huh. to Kill, you know, that could, that well, that could have been Kiss at Midnight, but, you know, neither of those strikes me as a song. Um in particular so there we go yeah i I was just gonna say uh yeah you're talking say unmasked but yeah unmasked should have been the title for lick it up so yeah there you go all right so non-originals there animalize asylum hot in the shade hot in the shade could have been a cool sounding song if it had one uh revenge that could have been a song easily carnival souls was a song and it's atrocious um you know (laughs) how do you change that up and work with it yeah, um, I I chose on that one. To me, the one that I thought had a song title that 
could have been the album title was Unholy. I mean, come on. It's kind of like Love Gun. Go back to Love Gun. Love Gun was a single, I think, right? A second single or something like that, I believe. But uh, And such a big song off of that album. Um, it should have been Unholy. I mean, that was the single, first single. Just makes more sense to me to do that. Revenge has, you know, revenge of what? You know, has nothing to do. What's the cut? You know, the revenge have to do with the cover of that album? You know, it's like, what are they talking about? You know, it's their revenge on whatever the media or 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 who knows what it is? Music radio? I don't know. But uh, I think unholy just made more sense. And they could have put, you know, they could have called it unholy, and then they could have had those two creepy kids with the pentagram on the cover or or whatever. You know, make it real evil, but uh, or real unholy that is. So, yeah, Glenn Danzig and uh, and uh, yes, the King Molly Diamond Crew. would show up to take back okay. the <laughs> misabusive <laughs> pentagram and creepy image. You're copying so, us. Wait, we yeah. ripped you off, and you're now ripping us off. That's jumping the shark. That's not fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think the voice of reason is right again. You know, revenge, oh Unho- unholy goodness. revenge is really a dumb title because what were they taking revenge on? You know, I always like the Argentine. This is an Englishman saying, "I like it, the Argentine." Um, <laughs> Vengaza. I love that title, or however it is correctly pronounced. And I apologize. Um, yeah. You know, I always thought that was cool because it sounds like a cool word just like sometimes you hear something in a different language you don't know what it means you're like that sounds cool then you find yeah. out it means something like fluffy pony um <laughs> <laughs> so unho- unholy would make a great title for uh, mm-hmm. a title track for that and for the rest of them you know animalize yeah animal animals well if Vinny had stayed around you know they could have been exactly animals or something like that to that effect figured it out if they had a song out of the asylum, which the album was supposedly supposed to have been called, oh, that, yes. that could have been. I think it's a lyric in one of the songs. Um, that would have been okay. Carnival Souls, God, I hate that song. That's just. Really, and there, there's really another bad. one. It's, yeah, uh, out of asylum or out of the asylum, they could have done the the straight jacket cover or something on that album, mm-hmm. you know, and do that. Or they yeah. did do a lot of fire in the videos. So they, trial by fire. That's true. So well, there you go, another Gene song. You could, you could have had uh, Paul jumping I, through hoops of fire again on the back cover, just like uh, I don't, I don't David Lee Roth. With you. Yeah, of course you're not. Yeah, I'm not. saying nice things about Gene Simmons Gene for Gene. once. Yeah, <laughs> haven't even been bribed. So, <laughs> all right, then uh, let's get to the last two albums: Sonic Boom and Monster. Oh, Boom. Yeah, what do I? I can't remember. Uh, I've had to think about this a little bit. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of difficult, but uh, I went by changing the uh, the title for Monster and used uh, Freak as as the uh, album title. And maybe would have been better. They could have still did Freak, but put it made it Freaks, you know, plural, because they are kind of freaks in their makeup and you know and so on. Uh, that's what I pay. I thought freaks might work for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think right here, right now. That's good. Yeah, because it's like the latest thing at that time. This is Kiss right here and right now. And then yeah. the song's not even on the album, but a B-side. That's true, by the Japanese version. Yeah. So or whatever. 
Yeah. All right. It's Sonic. Sonic Boom. Pull over, by the way. Yeah. Okay. There's Andrew. <laughs> Trying to make it to the show. Andrew's getting. He's getting pulled over right now. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, okay. Sonic Sonic Boom. I really can't think of anything that would have been a more, an appropriate title track. Maybe say yeah, uh, yeah. since it was yeah, the, the again the anthem. I like your idea of freaks because that plays that riffs nicely off Psycho Circus. You know, so a couple albums mm-hmm. later you go from Psycho Circus to the Freaks. So there you go. I agree. I, th- I think that's a good idea too. So good. All right. So next. All right, so the other one, yeah, I finally found the other, the other one I had brought up. Uh, you you finally the, found your way to your topic. The other topic that was on the board about, uh, um, it, it's called, uh, what is it called? About the 40-year career of ups and downs, uh, ups and downs with Kiss, um, regarding uh, the statement of, I can't believe, you know, that, never or this has never happened all in all these decades and that's regarding you know kiss uh, and uh so i thought oh, that's kind of interesting uh, some of his examples and i can't i don't know who the person who posted it anymore but um examples was like i can't believe there's never been a major pyro accident which is makes sense you know that's surprise it is kind of surprising other than uh that one fire they had up in the uh uh, whatever rafters uh well they, they had the they had to lower the the rafters right and then some guy came out there with the fire extinguisher was putting it out that sort of thing um the impromptu then, firehouse performance yeah and then that yeah, yeah, that was the cool thing about that it. was uh, one of the greatest moments in history that it, it is it is i agree that's it is a great moment in history um and it was kind of an it was an instrumental version so that another kind of thing about that. Because um, it also wasn't a raging, overhyped fire. It was like really kind of anemic, pathetic. <laughs> it was a little thing. A little fire. Watched, you know? But they didn't want to expand into a big fire. So yeah. No, uh, no, no. Safety, safety is everything. And it's not the only fire they've ever had during. Because don't forget, Peter Chris did set Black Oak, Arkansas's backdrop on fire with his oh, uh, drumsticks. Um, oh my god! Yeah, oh, so, his, his flaming drumsticks. Yeah, yeah. So, so they have had. Uh, they've left scorch marks on ceilings. So the backdrop on fire. I think that was Baltimore. Um, again, just going off the top. Of, I, and the one time we had the little at our Sacramento show, where Gene missed the the sword into the to the box, and it bounced on stage, and it left this little little flaming something on the uh, on the stage. And Paul comes over and takes his seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And and, and, and you know, knocks it out with like it was a cigarette or something. Yeah. <laughs> He squished the dreams of a flaming ute. A ute, yes. There you go. So some of the other ones, uh, some like to, you know, uh, examples were, yeah, the about the uh, major gene fire breathing accident, like you know maybe inhaling this stuff or something, um, or uh, what? Oh, that they never lost a wig during a show. That was another example, which is, yeah, it's kind of surprising. I've seen Paul wig move a little bit here mm-hmm. and there a couple of times um and then the last one he said but gorilla well, glue keeps that shit on yeah that's right uh something about uh 
came close to you know, about breaking up, I guess, uh, around 94, 95, something like that. But anyway, uh, look at a tour numbers, something about that. Anyway, uh, so uh, what? I mean, I, I wrote a few things down for I couldn't, I can't believe this didn't happen or whatever. What What did you come up with? Or have you come up with anything? You can't believe that's happened in there. No, you know, other than other than that list, you know, I I think they've pretty well covered all the bases of kind of surprises. That the things that have happened in concerts, you know, some of the the miscues. I'm surprised. Actually, I will say I'm surprised they haven't had a Milli Vanilli moment to date yet. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. A more obvious one. Um, we got small ones, right? Yeah, yeah. you know, you, again, people, you know, go down to the microsecond analyzing YouTube videos, which are, just don't have kind of the evidence. That, that's not what I'm talking about. So if Kiss is playing to tape, and I'm not saying yes. that they are or are not, you yeah. know, that, that that it is surprising that they have not yet had a Milli Vanilli moment. I, that's the most surprising sure. thing that comes to mind right now. Um, I'm also very surprised that they really haven't had too many guests on stage with them. I mean, we talked about that a little bit last week, you know, with you know, Joe Perry and Phil Cullen, mm, you sure. know, and uh, what was her name? The uh, I was a teenage made him form bra, uh, Janileski, you know. Mm. Oh, on, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, on, on stage, yeah. and, and that's basically it. And I'm glad to a certain extent that they've not done regular kind of guest spots with people coming onto stage, especially the makeup kiss, because I, I despise when they bring kids up to sing I Love It Loud. It's like, get off the stage. Or let's put the X in sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> um, yeah, so some, I guess, okay, yeah, those are good ones. Um, some things I wrote down, one of them was, well, I can't believe that they've only done four studio albums in the last 29 years almost 30 years and four uh studio albums that's just to me that is just ridiculous this is a band that was releasing releasing two albums a year in the 70s and then pretty much one album a year in the 80s uh and then what the hell happened you know um and they and that's still counting uh these four is still counting um carnival of souls which you can count or, or not count it's, it's, it is an official studio album so i can't believe that they've only done four in 29 years that's kind of ridiculous to me um i don't know i don't know what it is um and we're still waiting for more <laughs> No, <laughs> or it, I am at least. I don't think it's ridiculous. I think it's tremendously sad, especially when you it hear, is. especially when you hear Soul Station and the creativity of Paul's writing, or Live to Win. And I think people do need to keep in mind that when you say that they've only what twenty nine years, so um, Revenge, sorry, Revenge, Revenge Carnival of Souls, Psycho Circus, Sonic Boom, Monster. Now add to that Asshole, Live to Win. Soul Station, oh. ESP. Oh, so BK3 and all that kind of stuff. 
right? Well, yes. If you're going to talk about yeah, I, I think when solos. you ha- when you have to talk about the members of Kiss, you have to also appreciate some of the extra Kiss pro- uh, projects that were done. Eric wasn't a member of Kiss at the time of ESP, so that really shouldn't count. But Paul and Gene were both the pr- principal members of Kiss, putting out solo albums during that time as well. So I think when you include those, obviously they never did any of that stuff live with Kiss, unfortunately. Um, you know, there has been enough music put out over a period where licensing has become more important to them and touring than making records. From a economic perspective, they were never about art. And that's something we kind of always have to remind ourselves, that they've always said that they're not musicians, that they're entertainers, so they don't look at it as a need to create. And as much as my tongue's turning black while saying that, and you know, you hear some of the demos and outtakes that have been done in the parody, and you're like, why? You know, it's that, that Japanese commercial just has to be like a, a, a press a button and we can play that. Why? Um, <laughs> Because the creativity is still there, but they don't look at channeling their creative t- creativity for artistic reasons. Now, Soul Station is probably a different thing in, in one way. Yes, it's creativity on one side, but I think Paul perhaps is also more about the challenge. Like me as a collector, I'm more mm. about the hunt. Once I've got the damn thing, I sell it because I have no more use for it because I've obtained it. You know, I think him setting himself a challenge gives him more... Uh, personal reward than appreciating the music or maybe having his ego fed of someone saying that they love his song more than he loves the song because he wrote it. So I, I think he's got a, a and again, I, I don't know the man on a personal level, yeah. but that's just kind of my perspective. Gene uh, just sees it as economics. These are commodities. They work, they don't work, they're thrown away. They're ripped apart, they're re, you know revisited, they're recycled. He, he, has a very, he has a very transactional relationship with his music. Right. Yeah, yeah I see your point. It makes sense. But having said that, I, will, I challenge Paul to make a great Kiss album, better than the last couple. I challenge you to do it. Get those guys in the studio and, you know, let's do it. Um, no, so get no I, I challenge Paul yeah. to get a band of his choosing to do his KISS-type material. If he doesn't want to do it himself, you write the material for that band. You assemble the players. Don't call it KISS 2.0. Don't go there. It's not never going to work. That is done. There is one KISS. There is no KISS 2.0. Forget yeah. about it. But why don't you... Some new be- band. Why don't you be the brain behind that band and write their music for them? It wouldn't be the first time there's been a successful band with someone else writing all the music and doing all the artistic direction and producing them and you know tuning their instruments for them and telling them that they suck and need to record it again. No, I think that would be a better thing for Paul because I don't see us ever getting a Kiss album no matter what, no matter how much people beg, no matter how many GoFundMes they say they're going to do to raise money to persuade Kiss to do it. There isn't the money there there but there might be if it's an artistic expression that perhaps getting gene and paul you know uh, some band find come up with a kiss kind of related name give them that name you know turn it into a reality show searching for the members for that band and then writing with them gene does his songs he gets the guy who's got a gene like voice to do his songs and none of them is a title track or a single yeah i mean i guess yeah that would work 
a dude call it, you know, creating the band or something like that with a K or, or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, make a show out of it and and put the band members together and put them in whatever kind of outfits and uh, if they're going to wear makeup or not, whatever. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. That's an interesting concept, you know, sell it to uh, whatever. Send, NBC. send the checks to P.O. Box. Or Axis TV or whatever. Yeah, P.O. Box. Uh, kiss FAQ. Um, so, what now? My other ones is I can't believe uh, Kiss is still touring, which you know it's kind of surprising. I would have never thought they would have been touring at this point. Uh, well, they aren't really 2021 yet. Um, maybe not this year, but 2022. We're talking to that you know next year now, um, and maybe to 2023. I don't know. Uh, it might make it to 50 years. Who knows? Uh, so that's another one I couldn't believe. And then uh, that, <laughs> this is kind of a, I don't know, iffy there. Uh, Kiss did not, I can't believe Kiss did not make a better attempt at keeping Vinny <laughs> in the band. Um, meaning, my meaning there is is changing the contract a little bit so he'd actually sign it, you know. Lit don't take all the publishing away from Vinny um, on those songs um, and stuff like that because they wanted right they wanted full I think publishing rights to his, his stuff um, so and then uh, the other one my last one was uh, I can't believe kiss has not released more videos really being another you know being a, such a visual band concert band and and uh, haven't released. I mean, we've got Kissology, but there's a ton more stuff that they can release. And I think we will see some this year. Uh, again, we've got Dubai coming, you know, as a, a release, a video release. So uh, it's on a pure technicality. Coming in another month. Yeah, yeah supposedly. It, it's a pure technicality, and I'm so happy they sent us all these update emails so that we could enjoy the process um, as well. You know, remember right. how that was a, a selling point for it and silence um and then there should be the documentary this year and and i have no inside right. information that i can share on that with anyone about what is going on with it but that is expected this year so there'll be a couple Finally. of there should be a couple of video things um i think going back to something that you said i can't believe they're still touring obviously they're on hiatus right now for everyone's well-being I can't believe they're still touring at this stage. You know, I never thought yeah. that they would still be doing it in their 50s and then in their no. 60s. And now as they're ticking over into 70s, I mean, you see Tommy in his in his vineyard, you know, is now starting to look to future options and expanding his horizon, you know, with things. Hopefully Eric's doing things that make him happy outside of it. The touring is going to come to an end, and I... I, I don't know when they're going to be able to continue with how things are looking in most of the markets that they still want to. So I think you might not be far off correct with 50 years being marked. I think that would probably make sense if they're not able to get out there to look at their, all their options and maybe do things around that January the 30th date, which, was, again, that was another topic about you mm -hmm. know KISS starting in 73. And someone's saying, well, you know, they were together in 72, but they weren't KISS in December 72. Well, yeah. So wrap it up as a nice round fat number because if they make it to kiss 50 uh, there will never be 60. It's just no you know they're, yeah. they're, they're right now they're like any band they're crawling to the finish line and 
you know, I don't see them being like Sir Mick Jagger getting together with that young whippersnapper Dave Grohl to do a really horrendous song, Easy Sleazy. You know, I don't see Gene Simmons. I haven't heard that. Yet. You know, I saw uh, that. Gene Simmons at 78. You know, getting together with the guys from Nickelback to do a song. I, I, I just don't see them doing that. I see them finishing and checking out of music, other than the licensing and the the business side of Kiss, which I I think is you know good for a, a few more years, while everyone in denial keeps buying Spencer's crap. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. Uh, it's. I mean, it, that's why I wrote it down. I thought you know, I never thought. <laughs> I probably never thought they'd be going past 2000, even there, you know. There's people screaming Which, right now, they shouldn't have. Well, They should have really done the, yeah, they'll say, that, well, yeah, the farewell tour, first farewell tour or whatever. Should have been the farewell tour, and they should have, you know, hung it up after that. There's a lot of people that obviously say that, so. But, yeah, it's, we're actually lucky, you know, that we're able to, you know, see them still. And you know, may may get to see them. I don't know. One more time. You never know. Um, there's one other topic. I did. Did you have another topic? No, I've just been letting you do all the work. I just do the, I, I do the talking. Uh, uh, oh, it's the same one that I, I was already looking at. So anyway, no different one. I didn't have another topic on that one. All right. So. That's plenty for this week. You know, this is just impromptu. Yeah. It would have been a you know a longer show with Andrew uh, giving his opinion. <laughs> It'd be still, much longer. We'd, we'd, we would still be talking about Andrew. So there you go. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Um, this week, a new episode of Kiss My Wax came out as well, and the definitive Japanese vinyl episode with John Humphrey, John Five, and Alan Belisha. So it's a long oh, yeah. episode. So if you're interested in <laughs> Japanese Kiss vinyl, I've only got I think I've only got one piece of Kiss Japanese vinyl left, and that is my originals too, which I still haven't listed because I didn't didn't think the prices were good enough for a minty complete copy. So mm-hmm. that's that's all I've got left. I've got you know a bunch of Japanese cassette tapes, but those I'm keeping for now. Nice. Well, you know. Uh, for Japanese stuff, I think I have a few things, not 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 a lot. Um, Kiss wise, I have that bot one box set, the colored. Oh, the ni- the ninety nine one. Yeah, 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 that one with the, the, the colored vinyl. That one, I have which, that one. Which color box is it? The black or the red? It's the black one. Okay, yeah, it's the black. So Not common the, common as muck, only worth a thousand bucks. The more, yeah, it's only worth a thousand bucks. So. And I did not pay a thousand bucks for it, so that's a good thing. Um, and then maybe just a couple others, uh, a few others. I didn't go all out and you know try to get every Japanese release by Kiss or anything like that. Um, I'm not. I kind of pick and choose my little spots here, you know. Like an Elder, I'll get an Elder Japanese, and I think Kiss Killers Japanese. Yeah. I got that one. You know, those type of things. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, the originals, and I was well chuffed when it had the uh, extra uh, sticker sheet in it. So oh, yeah. that made it worth mint. And then I had the Kiss Killers, and it wasn't advertised as coming with it, but it had the sticker and the booklet and all that. So oh, nice. that made it worth a bu- I don't have them anymore. So I had Lick It Up. I had a, had a garbage copy. I was able to sell it for like 20 bucks, but made someone happy because it had the big uh, Obi, uh, the overlay one oh. with the, uh, the makeup shot, which was cool. 
vehicles. There's a lot of cool Japanese vinyl. So, all right, there we are. So that's our show for this week. Just some assorted topics from the board, some news updates. We'll see if I do a live stream tomorrow with Bruce. Bruce's live stream from Vegas, uh, or I may just sit back and watch the damn thing and enjoy it. So, for now, from Ken, myself, for MIA, Andrew, and the rest of the team, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. It's been a long time since we've rock and rolled, but that all changes this August as Rockin' Pod returns to Nashville. This annual convention brings together rock artists, fans, and podcasters for an unforgettable rock experience. Special guests this year include Billy Sheehan, Ron Keel, Don Jameson of That Metal Show, and current and former members of Winger, L.A. Guns, Accept, and more. Stage panels, signing sessions, and photo ops will be available, plus lots of vinyl and memorabilia vendors. Music podcasters from all over North America will be appearing on site for live interviews, speaking sessions, networking, and more. Got a music podcast? Register and join us. Rockin' Pod Weekend kicks off with a pre-party featuring former Tesla guitarist Tommy Skio and his new band Resist and Bite making their debut performance as well as a rare hair set featuring surprise guests performing all-time classics. Rockin' Pod Weekend takes place August 6th through the 8th in Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets, VIP passes, podcast registration, and discounted hotel rooms are available now at rockandpod.com. Rock and Pod is brought to you by DBG Productions, Bradley Entertainment, and Encaptia. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.